our Gathering of the Geeks podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Uh, thanks for checking out the one about poor, sad Renfield. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett. I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how's it going tonight? It's well. Good. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, good. Uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Just search for us on those fine, lovely devices, and you'll find us right then and there. What's up, early Ian, Eric, and Phil? How's everybody doing on this fine Sunday evening? Chris, I didn't have any fun topics to start the show off. You got a funky one? You got anything? Curveball? I did, but so <clears throat> right before Emmett and I went on, uh, I hit the live button. I saw something on Twitter that is just kind of blindsided me. The <laughs> we Deadpool almost canceled 3... the show, everybody. <laughs> I, I was going to just push it a few minutes. The Deadpool <laughs> 3 trailer may have leaked, and so now mm. I'm just... I'm into that at the moment. I have no fun topic. I'm just going to ask you a question. You're just going to be like, what? Sorry, just one second. I am waiting to see Wolverine in the headgear. You will. Uh, oh, yeah. Your boy. Your Return of the King, right? Return of the King, July 2024. We'll see him then. <laughs> I, I, so are we thinking that's coming out for the Super Bowl in Probably. general? Probably. Yeah. I just remember the question. Are you a handy person? I try to be. And I think if I watch enough YouTube videos, I can get something done. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I like doing handy stuff. Earlier, I had to change the headlights on the car. Oh, yeah, that's a good time. That was a good time. Uh, they've made it pretty easy these days. But the thing is, you have to pull these covers off. And I don't know about yep. you. I find pulling the cover off the most difficult thing in the world. Like you got to get around the back of the, the headlights, you, you mean? Yeah. yeah, and you have to have like Mr. Fantastic stretching ability to get right. in there correctly. And then you have to use force to pull the cover off and then try not to break the the light uh-huh. thing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it has like the, the wiring and you can't you can't rip it out. You, you turn and twist and pull and mm-hmm. yeah, the turn and twist thing, and then okay, then when you twist it back, like I just cracked the bulb because I you know, you can't see. Mm-hmm. So that was um that was my question. I was wondering if you were handy. I try to be. Mm-hmm. I can do a lot expensive. of stuff if it's I have YouTube. Expensive if you're not. So, like that too. Hiring Please. people sucks. <laughs> I I don't mind hiring people, but I like to do things myself whenever mm-hmm. I can. And I mean, nobody's gonna change a headlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get best I can, better get at it then. <laughs> yeah, I did cut my hand also, which was fun. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it was my own fault. I was trying to do it faster, pulling the cover off, and it like mm-hmm. went into the car. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just another day. <laughs> uh, Ate everybody else who came in. We got Zeddy, Cookie, Phil saw Oppenheimer again. That's a good time. I was listening to a podcast. I'm not going to name names because I like these people. <laughs> you are going to explain exactly what they said so they're not going to know who they are so. and they don't watch the show if they do I still like them it's fine <laughs> but All right. they were watching Oppenheimer and I guess they got bored or something I don't remember they turned it off and they went to go watch the Adam Sandler film and it's Which not one? like Billy Madison or I don't know Spangler or something like that it was Don't Mess With The Zohan which to me, it's probably one of the worst films ever created. But that's just my opinion. Not great. Like Not what great. you like. I don't care. 
anyway, they were more entertained by Don't Mess with the Zohan than they were Oppenheimer. Mm. And I think I felt that in my soul. Are they not Christopher Nolan fans? Are they? I think they are. It's just Oppenheimer is a bit much for people. Hmm. But Don't Mess with the Zohan is the choice. I mean, it's an easy watch. It's, I guess it's fine. <laughs> you know. Again, I like these people. There's nothing wrong with them. like what you like. <laughs> it's just that was weird to me. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. If they, like when we were talking about this, the uh, what was it last week about movies that are hard to watch? Have you ever turned something off and then went to completely the other range of genre? Like, have you ever done something like that? No, but what I'll do is like if I watch something heavier, I'll watch like a sitcom episode or two afterward, like, right, a, like yeah. a mental cleanse. Yeah, I, I don't think I would do Oppenheimer to Zohan though. That's, Zohan, that's yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Though, of course, I don't care. Do what you want to do. It seems a bit much. I don't care what. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Chris, what'd you get up to this week? Um, we got a couple of things I think we both read. Uh, we can talk about, but um, would you would you watch anything different? Uh, yeah, I did watch a couple. I actually watched some movies. I watched some shows. I started the new Zorro series on Amazon. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. No, you you told me about it, and I didn't know what it was, and then I didn't oh, know I thought it you looked it up language. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I watched uh, the first episode so far. I had I kind of spaced out everything else I'm watching, and that every episode is on there at once, so I kind of want to take my time with it. But I thought it was pretty interesting. It's not the typical Zorro story. I don't think I know much about Zorro. That's what I'm realizing watching this, because I think Zorro, I think of Antonio Banderas those movies to me that zorro and i like those movies yeah um this is a little bit different also zorro is played by danny rojas from ted lasso amazing yeah i don't know his name but it's funny because you you know the point is already not supposed to know who he is under the mask as soon as i saw him like that's danny yeah (laughs) (laughs) mucho mucho joy it's great (laughs) um but i like that a lot the action is really cool i like the action Mm. a lot the story's okay um, my only complaint with it would be that it looks like it was made for four bucks and a couple of Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really cheap looking. <laughs> but, uh, is the action okay? Or mm, is that what you I think that's where the budget went. I think the budget went yeah. to the action. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe some of the sets. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, they don't look bad. It just They don't look like somebody's back on Amazon, I guess. Because you think of like Amazon... We have Lord of the Rings. We have Reacher. Mm-hmm. You know, those mm-hmm. shows look like they have a proper budget. I, it's not like I'm picking on the show, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I like the show so far. <laughs> uh, but I watched so- Zorro. I started the new Masters of the Universe uh, Revolution mm. series. That, I'm a two episodes in, like that a lot. But I also really like the other two seasons of this. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Smith is doing some of his best work. Right now, with with uh, He Man and, and his universe, there's a lot mm. of good stuff. And I think even if you aren't a fan of He Man and the Masters of the Universe, you can catch on really quick. It's easy to digest, um, and it's just fun. The first series was the one that everyone hated because well, that, of some reason. Yeah, it kind of depends who you ask. The first yeah. season doesn't have a lot of He Man. It's mostly right, Tila. And mm-hmm. that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they wanted to see He-Man. 
which I understand, yeah. but there was a story purpose for it to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. And then season two, of course, has a lot of He-Man. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then three is, is a different beast. Mm. You also have uh, a n- new voice, like William Shatner is in this new one, Revolution. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I, I was watching, I was like, is that William Shatner? <laughs> <laughs> He's still around. He's still kicking. Well, yeah, doing voice work for Netflix's E-Man. Right on. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good. I like it. Um, nice. That's also, you know, all episodes at once, so I'm trying to pace it a bit more. But with that, they're about like 25 minutes each, and there's only five of them. So it's oh. essentially like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Right. Are they broken up into the like that, or does it does it feel episodic, or does it feel like they kind of just no? You kind of yeah. you do want to watch it all in one sitting if you can. Yeah, I probably could have, but I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I was bouncing around doing other stuff. That that happens. Yeah, we went, the, we went to a dollar short today, and my son actually bought. You know, what is this Beast Man? You know Beast Man? Yeah, from He Man. Okay, so I, I never heard of Beast Man before. Skeletor's buddy. Anyways. Okay, so he got Beast Man today at the dollar store for uh, three bucks or something. It's uh, about that big or whatever. So he was playing with that today. So I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool. Well worth three bucks. Beast Man is cool. Yeah, it's like, sure. I had no problem buying him a He Man toy. Yeah, He He Man is cool. I like He Man. <laughs> yeah, my son, he was like, Dad, do you know what this is from? I'm like, yeah, I know He Man. And he's like, man, I used to watch that show when I was a kid. He's like, oh, really? Who's your favorite character? I'm like, oh, I like the Battle Cats, man. <laughs> About Those that. are my favorite characters. <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting, but He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, they have been around since the 80s consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, there's usually been some type of Masters of the Universe animated series throughout all these all this time, but there's only been mm-hmm. one movie. Yeah, that and, seems strange, doesn't it? It seems like a this could be a thing. Like, it could be a franchise. I've been I wanting to see, like... Lundgren. Yeah, I like the Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings kind of take on it. I think that'd be yeah. really fun on screen. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. I know that they're working on something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just testing it out with the animation stuff first. Mm, probably. Yeah. You would you do it movie? as Would you do it as a kid show or a kids movie? Uh, no. Well, I, I I don't mean like make it hard R or something. I just mean yeah. I think Lord of the Rings is the proper tone. Right. Because the okay. kids can watch okay. that, an adult can watch that, everybody's happy. Yep. That's what I would do. Thanks. We got a lot of comments here that I missed. Mm-hmm. I think oh, Zeddy was talking about. No, I wasn't talking about B thirty nine about the Zohan thing. We we no. would have named you Zeddy. Yeah, I would say Zeddy. We're not afraid to name you. You you yeah. fools. Zeddy is watching other things. No. <laughs> uh, Carlos is with us. Hey, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dune two is going to be a colossal hit. Did you see it? It um, crashed the AMC website. I uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know tickets were on sale yet. Yeah, they crashed the AMC website. That's nuts. Nice. I'm, I'm really surprised by that because I think Dune is an interesting one since the first one was released during the pandemic and it was the day and date mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. there's really no way to tell how it would have done. But. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be generally surprised if the movie does big box office wise. I think it Just, might. Yeah. And I, I think it might too, the, the closer we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I will be actually surprised if that happens. Just because the genre, you know, and like I get like the fantasy aspect to it, but sci-fi, um, you know, it's not the biggest, the biggest of box office and biggest of critic uh, fanfare. That changes this year. With Dune. I hope so. <laughs> uh, Ian says Revelation was pretty good. 
But I get why people didn't like the mislead. He-Man was hardly in it, and it was made into a bit of a joke. Revolution is great. Zeddy is still upset about Kevin Owens. <laughs> um, so those were the, the TV shows I watched. I Did I finish Young Sheldon last week or this week? I don't remember. You told me you watched it last week, so you would have had to talk about it this week, this this show. Last week you were still watching it. Okay, I finished it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for next week. After that. And then I watched some movies. Um, I don't remember when I watched these things. Hmm. I watched Self-Reliance. I think I talked about that, though. Which one's that one? With Jake Johnson. Yes, you talked about that last okay. week. Then Honor Society starts my new week. They need to put the dates on Letterbox so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they do. You can you can do that. Even I know that. You can, you can select the day you watched it. Yeah. On the list? Uh, whenever you add a film... There's a date up at the top, the top, and it's today's date, where whichever day you're adding it, but you click on the date, and you can put the actual day that you watched it. I'll have to answer that later, because I don't have that set up right now. Um, <laughs> I watched a movie called Honor Society. Have you heard of this? Mm, nope. So it's got uh, the actress who plays Betty in this Marvel Spider-Man films. She's also in Mean Girls, the musical. She plays the new Katie. Betty. Uh, well, anyway, it's her and... One of the kids from Stranger Things. It's kind of like Mean Girls, ironically. It was sort of entertaining. It was on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it had some high ratings, so I checked it out. I think it's kind of funny. Um, I think it's worth a watch, I would say. It's nothing amazing, though. It's kind of just, like I said, it's like Mean Girls. Fair enough. But I, I watched that. I decided to rewatch Joker. I saw your tweet about that, <laughs> which, yeah. which is which is an interesting thing because you've only seen this would have been your second time, right? Yeah, it's my second time watching it. Yeah, it, it, that in, you know when well, that was twenty nineteen, right? That movie. Yes, October. Yeah, so that's 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 a long time between watches of something that you didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, at the time I was like, no, we are done. This is once was enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd seen clips of it since then because you know there's always clips of this movie, primarily the talk show scene. So I'd, I'd seen that multiple mm-hmm. times, I mean, like two or three times. But this is the first mm-hmm. time, start to finish, watching the movie. And my opinion really didn't change on it. I don't enjoy mm-hmm. it. But what's what's kind of funny to me is that I'm really excited for the sequel. <laughs> it's, it's, you say that every time we talk about Joker, there's always that caveat at the end of it. Yeah, and, it, I think, it, and that's for people who like the first one and don't didn't think there needed to be a sequel much like myself. i still don't think there needs to be yeah but I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> yeah. excited i thought watching it again and disliking it would kind of put a damper on it but no yeah. i'm actually maybe more excited because i think it can't get worse for me jeez <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at with it <laughs> low bar low bar i just don't get it i don't know i i think joaquin is great i've said that before um that's that's about it mm-hmm uh, oh, Ian finally got to see Poor Things. What an experience. I, I've you know gone on about length about it, but I'm glad you got to see it. Hmm. Has anyone watched Masters of Air? First two episodes are okay, not sold yet. I want to watch this. Have you watched any of this? No, I haven't watched it yet. I see the commercials, whatever I'm watching on somewhere. Apple TV commercials will come up, and Austin Butler's face is all over the screen. All over him and Barry Keoghan are just there. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, I don't think in any of the commercials that I've seen, Barry Kogan has any speaking lines in the trailer. Um, um, 
he's oh. there looking sad a few times as he does. Um, but I mostly just see and hear Austin Butler. He's like the face of the of the series. Uh, you know, it's a good right, obviously, you know, uh, Elvis and soon to be Dune 2. So they're really putting a hard push on it. He's, he's talented. I like Austin mm-hmm. Butler, I think. Same. I think I do. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. How do we know yet? We haven't seen too much of him. I mean, he's uh, great as Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> and he is in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Joker was it was something. I watched Dumb Money, which was a good watch. Mm-hmm. That's that was kind of a cool thing because it was about that GameStop stock craze that happened during the pandemic, and I remember yep. it happening at the time. I had friends who were engaged in that. Mm. I thought they were nuts, <laughs> <laughs> but as it goes, um, the movie was cool though. Uh, Every anytime I see Paul Dano as like a regular human, it just throws me off because mm-hmm. my mind goes to prisoners and the Riddler, or and of yep. course the girl next door. So it's it was it's nice to see him do other stuff. I wish mm-hmm. I could think of him more as the Fablemans, but I don't. Yeah, that's well, we I think we talked about that last week or the week we before. Like his range um, is so broad. I, mm-hmm. I wish we had more Fableman stuff. Well, I, I would say dumb money might fall more in that category because he's just a normal mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more normal roles for him. Let's see some of that. Maybe he doesn't always need to be the creep. That's right. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> I think that's Much true. like Barry Keoghan does. Well, maybe he does need to be the creep because he looks like it. But um, <laughs> it says Barry Keoghan is in a lot funny because he plays as an American and starts fights with the Brits. Austin Butler is so freaking cool. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'll check it out when I get some time. Um, but Dumb, Dumb Money was good. And then to round out my week, I rewatched Only Lovers Left Alive, which is one of my favorite vampire movies. <laughs> Don't know that one. Uh, it's kind of like, I would compare it to Interviews with Vampire, because it's not really a horror movie. It's kind of just what would these what would these kind of characters do day to day. That's basically what it is. And it is very um, melancholy, is the way I would describe it. Mm, okay, yeah. It's got Tom Hiddleston, Tilda Swinton, uh, Jeffrey Wright's actually in it. Anton Yelchin, Tom Hiddleston, and, and Tilda Swinton look like vampires in real life. So, you know, it's funny with her. I don't think there's any makeup. I think it's just her. <laughs> with him, it's it's kind of his Loki look. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just there. It works. There's hardly any makeup needed. <laughs> but it, it's one of my favorites. I, I think it's a really good time. It. And it falls more in the category of the vampire than it would like Lost Boys. Hmm. How old is that's from the nineties? Twenty thirteen, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Hmm. It's good stuff. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. So those are my watches. That was a lot. Nice. That was. You had a busy week. I'm surprised. I just forced the time. Yeah, where <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was one of those weeks where I just forced the time. Yeah, see, I, I didn't do those any of those things because <laughs> I watched I watched one TV show. Uh, I was watching more of Beef um, this week with Steve Nyan and uh, Ali Wong, mm-hmm. slowly making my way through that. Um, and then I watched Roadhouse for the first time, but I'm not going to spoil too much of that because because already watched it. Yeah, I did. I watched it on uh, Friday. Oh, that's what you told me. Um, yeah, so Chris and I are going to talk about that uh, later uh, at some point this week. Uh, keep watch on your podcast and YouTube feeds. 
uh, when we do a little movie night because uh, we hadn't watched Roadhouse before and they just released the trailer for the new movie uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, so cool. my watch is, yeah, I thought the trailer looked pretty, pretty cool as well. So yeah, so my watches were pretty limited this week. Um, a lot of Food Network and <laughs> just, I was exceptionally lazy this week watching anything for some reason. Um, but I saw that um, uh, Aquaman 2 is on digital uh, to rent or buy now. So I think I'm going to check that out soon. And I still want to try and make some time and watch uh, Killers of the Flower Moon as well. Uh, maybe I can see if I can find some time uh, for that this week. Yep, of Those course. are kind of the, yeah, I, well, that's the thing. It feels like I am, I have to for, be forced myself to watch that movie um, just because of the length of it. <laughs> um, and I think a little bit of the material too. Um, I actually haven't seen too many people talking about the, the material of Killers of the Flower Moon with the, uh, the Native Americans and the indigenous community. I don't know if I have. Um, like, obviously, yeah, like I know, um, what's her name? Lily Gladstone's obviously nominated for the Oscar and you know, already won some awards for, for it. But I, I, I haven't heard, you know, I guess I haven't really read too many reviews about it. Um, any kind of blurbs that I read about the movie are always just, you know, Scorsese, Gladstone, Di- DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard, heard too many people talk about the, the themes of the movie or the setting of the movie or, or anything like that. So I'm actually very interested in that. Uh, going into um, watching the movie. That's a good point. I haven't heard anybody talk about the story now that you mentioned it. Mm. Yeah. I just hear about the I don't even know what the story is. I have no idea what the story is about. So hmm. I didn't think about that. I, I've only heard about the performances. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it too. I just haven't had time. Um, I did get mm-hmm. Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. So I have it now. I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. You, get, you got all these uh, streaming services. You might as well watch the. The big hit, the big heavy hitters on it. And, I might you know, just well. get rid of the service. That's the plan. <laughs> like a, like AMC. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that again later this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. It's setting I'm hoping up they throw it. Napoleon on there though before I get rid of it. Oh yeah. When do you think that's coming? Or I would hope soon. It's or? it's been streaming mm-hmm. for a while on uh, well mm-hmm. you know uh, on demand. So. Right. Yeah, so pretty minimal watches for me this um, week. Uh, Chris, where do you have any um, one-off reads uh, that you want to talk about before we talk about uh, the big boy in the room? Uh, I read Batman Brave and the Bold. Well, I read the yeah. one story, the Tom King Joker thing. <laughs> yeah, preface this and we can both preface it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole book. I don't care what else is in there. It's, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, yep. I did read that. That was a really good conclusion to that story but mm-hmm. weird it was weird i don't know if you agree with that like uh, i didn't is... have a weird i didn't have the weird feeling um about it um i just had the more of the awesome feeling of i love this joker i love the way this joker is presented and the way he talks the, mm-hmm. the big thing that surprised me is the stuff like after like all the big fighting happens between batman and joker and then it's just bruce wayne and what's his name like, that looked like john berthnall um I can't oh yeah i thought that too it looks exactly like john Bertnall. yeah it's just john Bertnall. kind of like john, john ham yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> which is kind of fun to think about uh in an alternate universe uh, yeah because i think Bertnall would be a great harvey dent yeah exactly so seeing them talk and that stuff that that garrett's was doing with you know showing what like the shadows on bruce's face the, his eyes are white like batman um, and that kind of thing. So that kind of surprised me that the like, the action action happened with the Joker, and then there was this guy, the 
I don't know what do you call it, the epilogue afterwards yeah. kind of uh, kind of story. But I love I love the story. I thought it was um, kind of a bummer that there was such a long um, break between issue three and issue four. Yeah, it felt like but, a while. Uh, that, that, yeah, it felt like a long time, and it felt like three was the ending of it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like th- it was the only story I read from uh, Brave and the Bold. I think I read early on there was an Ed Brisson story. I think I tried to read that one, but after a while, I just got too enamored with the Tom King and Mitch Garrett stuff. It's hard to look away from their stuff. It is. It's just, it's just, it just, it just was so good, even with the weird toilet Joker. Um, it just, it I was love just the so weird good. toilet Joker. I don't know why you hate it. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Phil says the Joker is one of the rare cases where the villain is even more popular than the hero. I think Phil's on to something with this. The Joker, I believe, has kind of overtaken Batman's spot in pop culture. He, him, and Harley are, I think, just as big or bigger than than Batman at this point. Yeah, it'll be interesting when they when they get around to doing the Batman two if they leave the Joker out of it, uh, because like. In obviously in Batman Begins, there's still the card mm-hmm. of, of Joker. In the Dark Knight, obviously, uh, Dark Knight Rises, they I think more or less out of respect, there was no Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but then pretty much you know everything we've seen with a Batman in it, BVS even has the you know the Robin suit with the ha 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 on it, and you know Jared Leto and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's it's going to be interesting if they can do one without the other in in some way or form. And see if that still works. If see if Batman still works without the Joker, um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Because I think you're right. I think there's there's a line where people are more interested to see a Joker story than a Batman story, or mm-hmm. a Joker actor than seeing a Batman actor. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like I, I don't know. Do you think the casting of the DCEU Joker is more exciting to you than the Batman casting for the DCEU? No, I'm more interested in the Batman, but you can't have one without the other, I think. Yeah. I think you, they just come as a set. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. But, um, Ian asked, do you see Barry being... Oh, did you see Barry being asked about the Joker's reaction? was quite telling. He's in it in some capacity. Yes, I did see that. Uh, I think he's doing press for Masters of Air, if I had to guess. And he does that thing every actor does when they can't say anything, and then he like makes a smile kind of gesture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> His yeah. eyes do all the talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. He's going to be in some capacity. I, I, you know, it's getting to a point where he's actually the only thing I want out of the sequel. I want to see the mm. Joker. That's interesting. And I think that's just because I really like Barry. I, I like him in everything mm. I've seen him. In, so. Yeah, yeah, you're hot on Barry right now for sure. Yeah, I think most people are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we both watch True Detective. I, I guess we've I yeah. to mention it. Um, yeah, I just don't know if it's a week by week talk, talk about kind of show. Yeah, because it's a mystery thing. I don't know who's seen it, who hasn't yet. But mm-hmm. um, I will say this the opening was shocking to say the least of this week's episode or last week's. What was the opening? When they're examining the ice. The oh, well, I thought it was the stupid idiots, the cops. Taking pictures and broke they broke the guy's arm off. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like, that, it, was, it was something, something else. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, Brave and the Bold, uh, the Joker story was good. Mm-hmm. I read that. We both read. Um, what was it, is it called Ghost Machine or Ghost Wire? What is this thing called? 
so it's called Ghost Machine Number One, and it's okay. the 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 I don't know the universe that they're that they're making now, or the what do you call it? The imprint is called Ghost Machine. So like, there's going to be no further books called Ghost Machine after this. There's mm-hmm. going to be Red Coat, and there's going to be Geiger, and there's going to be um, what's that one? Rook or Sook or Look? Rook Exodus. Rook. Rook. Exodus from, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, that's Ghost Machine number one, kind of a an anthology type series, uh, letting us know what's uh, what's coming out for uh, all the Jeff Johns <laughs> um, books. I, so he says I missed a question. Whoa, let me scroll. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Our question for the stream, does Zeddy have a better chance at A, convincing Emma to go to the movie theater more than three times, B, a date with Sasha Kali, C, win hey. the lottery, D, coffee with CM Punk? Hey. Hey? I will bet you, I will go to the movie theaters three times this year for sure. I can guarantee it. Ghostbusters, Despicable mm-hmm. Me, for the little guy. That's right. And Dune too. Done. <laughs> I'll be done Deadpool? by July. <laughs> what about Deadpool? Uh, no, no, I won't be going okay. to Deadpool in theater. So, yeah, I guarantee. Hey, Phil. <laughs> I really like the Geiger vs. Ghost Machine. It was mostly a good read. Um, I don't know. I think that this is just my opinion. I think John's better writing days are kind of behind him. Ooh, there's a there's a big take. I, I don't know. If, well, it's like I think that he did so many good things. <laughs> With certain characters like the, his Flash run, his Green Lantern run, Aquaman, all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. and then he gets like the Earth One books. Volume One is one of my favorite Batman stories. Volume Two is okay. I think Volume Three should be thrown a bonfire. <laughs> and then the, some of his other stuff. I don't know. I, I thought that that Geiger thing is interesting. I don't exactly get it, mm. but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I think the Rook story was what caught my eye more and that was more of a visual thing i think jason favox doing the art on that one yeah so i was i was kind of glued to that thing mm-hmm. um i also liked the hide story the hide street thing that one. oh that one that was one i didn't actually like so that's good it was extremely vague i don't even know what it is but i think i'm in mm-hmm. uh i'm kind of curious about that red coat thing yeah. You know, the only thing, I, the only story I really did not like was that family thing they had. Because I didn't get it. The family from the future. I'm going to have to. Like oh, and the, and the kids playing baseball. I didn't get that either. I totally just blanked me. I'm going to go see all the Sony Marvel movies for sure. <laughs> Jeez, Phil, you know me so well. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see Craven or uh, Venom 3 at least? That's a hard no, sir. Okay. It's, I just gotta look at this. Okay, so there's the guy at this point. There's the Geiger story, the Red Coat story, the Rook Exodus, Family Odysseys, which is the Rock, the Rocket Fellers. That's why Horns being Halo, and then Hyde Street stuff. That's okay. So that's towards the end. I didn't like Horns being Halo either. Yeah. Okay. So that those are the stories towards the end, which is by that time, I definitely had lost interest. Yeah, it's, I, I don't think I'm actually going to pick any of these books up. I think the preview was probably enough. Yeah, and that's such a that I, I assume that's could probably mean to be a bummer. Well, oh, oh, the family odysseys. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, they're telling like they got like a, their own family, so kids can read it. It's like a family verse because it says uh, the Ghost Machines family universe is full of fun, heart, and heroics and humor. It's a wonderful, vibrant world of 
relatable characters and extraordinary extraordinary circumstances all focusing on the importance of family both born and found so they're yeah they're making like a a family friendly comic book universe out of this ghost machine stuff yeah i don't i don't think i'm into it Mm -hmm. we'll see but i don't think i'm into it no that's fine um i like the red coat stuff that's from the stuff that i had read i thought the red coat thing was cool yeah yeah like i already read the geiger the first geiger i'll read geiger again um what's come by the red coat stuff the kind of this time traveling you know, civil war mortal people yeah exactly that that sounds more interesting that sounds pretty exciting to me uh did you see the trailer for monkey man <laughs> i did <laughs> what'd you think about it? i didn't get to watch it i've seen um like stills of it i i think that um jordan peele behind it so i'm just in automatically mm-hmm. but how what do you think about the trailer yeah, I thought the trailer looked incredible. I thought that the visualization and the direct the direction from Dev Patel, which is kind of cool. I mm-hmm. thought the movie I, looked I like incredible. Patel. The colors look great. The the vibe, the 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 scenery. I thought it looked incredible. Um, and it, like, what are they saying? It's like the the Indian John John Wick or whatever. Oh, um, okay. Something like that. So he's, he's on a revenge story. Somebody, I think somebody kills his mother or something happens to his mother, and then he he goes on a revenge trip, a la John Wick. Um, so yeah, I, I think it looks, I look, it looks like a, like a lot of fun. Um, I think it looks like a good time and I think it just looks visually quite striking. Cool. I, like I said, I was in cause Jordan Peele is involved. So now I thought yeah. the visual I saw of like the monkey mask that just looks neat. Yep. Yep. And the story behind it is cool too. How it, he was actually just going to give it to Netflix. I think it was one of the yeah, streamers. Worth, yeah. And Jordan Peele was like, no, let's put this in theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. You know, theatrical yep. for the win, if you ask me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I will check it out, and uh, I'll eventually see the trailer. I'm sure it'll be in mm-hmm. front of something. Oh, okay, here. Ian's got this story for it. It's apparently straight to Netflix, but Peel liked it so much, he asked for it to get a theatrical release. Looks good, but not sure about Dev Patel doing action. I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. <laughs> How's the Bat Beyond box set? Still shiny as a shoebox? Uh, yep, still good. <laughs> trailer does look incredible um yeah i think that's all i read i started to read some kind of indie van helsing book but i i'd stopped indie van helsing <laughs> yeah i'll get to it later at some point <laughs> at some point yeah at some point we'll, you know, we'll, i'll circle back to it when i remember i'm not sure if i read anything else other than the big one Oh, the Avengers Twilight book turned out pretty good. Is there another one that I'm behind on again? I don't think so. No, oh, so I'm still good. I still got time then. You still okay. got okay. time. Okay. I still got time. One book I want to um, start reading again was New Burn um, from Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. It's kind of a, a crime drama uh, mystery type of deal. It's on issue 14 already, and I read issue 1. <laughs> And I liked it, and then I don't know what happened, and I stopped reading it. Uh, that sounds but familiar. It's going, and maybe, I, yeah, and so it's going on uh, 14 issues now. Um, so that's when I wanted to um, hop back on again. Um, sounds familiar. I feel like we, want, we might have both read that. Yeah, that was. it would have been a while ago that the first issue came out. Um, all right, so let's talk about Dracula, uh, Universal mm-hmm. Monsters number four. Um, mm-hmm. that was, so I actually had to pay for this comic, uh, digitally, <laughs> um, 
which I'm kind of saying begrudgingly because uh, it's so hard to find. Um, review copies weren't sent out, um, you know, on very legal comic downloading sites. It was hard to find as well. Um, but uh, so I actually got uh, got my hands on uh, Dracula uh, number four. Which cover did you get? So just what, uh, oh, yeah, digital. Just Oh, digital yeah just whatever um that jenny frizen one which i oh. think is the one you got yeah was so good <laughs> so good um but yeah so chris what'd you what'd you think about the the finale uh for this first universal monsters uh series i think that was a fantastic read from start to finish the uh the finale is really cool it follows the movie um to a fault actually that that's hmm. if i have it, it's not a problem for me but I do wonder if it's a problem for people who are not familiar with the movie, because it, as you've if you've read the other three issues, it doesn't take from the book; it takes from the movie. Okay. And so, what the final issue does is you're talking it, about the thirty-nine Dracula, right? Yes. Yeah. No, well, okay. Bella, Bella is the thirty-one. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. So the book assumes that you are familiar and kind of skips over pieces mm -hmm. to get to where it's at. I mean, they show you something visually, but it's not it's not as good as having it in the book, if that makes sense. Hmm. But because I know the movie is like, Oh, okay. I could put this together. It's fine for me. Um, but uh, it has some jaw droppingly beautiful splash pages. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is, it's gorgeous. And I'm glad that's the only reason I actually bought it physical because I bought the, the third issue physically. Cause I wanted mm -hmm. a certain cover. Couldn't get the cover, you know, and then with this one, I wanted it because of how much I like the other one. Mm -hmm. So um, this this finale was very fitting. I liked the way it followed everything. The art is beautiful. And I think when you read them one through four in a sitting, it works really, really well. I think mm -hmm. they did a great job with this opening um, story. And they Renfield has some great stuff in this. Because they expand upon something in the movie that I guess you just kind of don't think about. Hmm. But there's some he says where, you know, you can kill him, but he's he's always around. And I, I wonder mm -hmm. if that's leaving it open for a sequel of some sort. Yeah, I was surprised uh, the the ending didn't say, like, the end for now or the end dot 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 yeah. or something but like follow, that. You know, I, I get it. They're following the movie. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the splash pages, I'll jump off that one. I would agree with that hundred percent. Like towards the start, there's the one where, uh, Drac gives Renfield the mouse or the rat, mm -hmm. um, which is quite incredible. But then, the, then towards the end with Van Helsing and, uh, Dracula and the cross, uh, stake, um, mm. right to Dracula's heart. That one was incredible. Uh, you know, and, and you know, we, we, we talk about this every time we talk about, um, this series, but how lukewarm we were on the, the art. Uh, from mm -hmm. Martin Simmons to start, but how, you know, the more we read it and the more we got used to it and how it fit the story, I think was, was, uh, was great. Um, yeah. So I love, I love the art. Um, so the title of the episode is about poor, sad Renfield. And one of the things that I wasn't expecting from the ending was the actual, you know, pulling on the heartstrings and the sadness of, of the doctor and Renfield during Renfield's final moments. Um, like, what does he say? Let me go in grace or something like that. He's kind of like begging for forgiveness in a way. Yeah. He's begging for, for forgiveness and also begging to not to be saved. Mm. Also the understanding of what, who he is to Dracula, like what, 
like for his all this role. time, all this time. Exactly. He's, he, he understood his role after so long of thinking that Dracula cares for him and loves him in a certain way. And then by the end of the story, Renfield, you know, has this, you know, the epiphany of who he really is to Dracula. Um, so that was quite a surprise to me, uh, having not seen. I, d- I don't know if that's the, the, the what you're talking about with the stuff that goes to a fault to the movie. I, I didn't. No, I don't know. It's the middle Renfield point. being you know, sad and being held by the doctor and talking about being forgiven and you know uh, just letting me go. I thought that was pretty striking for me. Yeah, I, I like that a lot too. I, I think the dialogue. I mean, Tynion always delivers with dialogue. I think. Even if you don't really like his stories, the dialogue is usually really well done. I think that that's just my opinion on him. And this is a showcase of his dialogue skills. That particular bit with Renfield is really, really well done. Yeah, and it complements the, the, the art too. Yeah, like this, like him about being human. Uh, like the final, the final thing he says is, "I'm still damned." But I'm damned. I'm a damned human, not some other thing. It's like it's, it's just. I thought the words and the dialogue was just it was just right on point in this issue. Um, and it just, again, it surprised me again how little Dracula is in this final issue. Like he's in it. He's he's lying around for most of it and giving Renfield a, a, a rat or whatever. But like him talking and and doing a lot of things, it's it's not the forefront of this book. And the way it ends with the Renfield and the Doctor thing, um, that just emphasizes how little this Universal's Monsters Dracula comic book was was not full focused on Dracula and his, you know, every day and you know every moment that he that he has in his castle or with Mina or anything like that. And I like that. I like keeping him in the in the background for this because we okay. have the movie to see him in the forefront, and this acts like okay. a companion piece to the movie. Hmm. So that totally works for me. I, I, I kind of think that this, you know, we talk about who's this book made for. It might be made for just the really big fans of the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like, it's for someone who hasn't seen the uh, that, that uh, the Lugosi Dracula, again, something I've been saying for the two past Halloweens that I want to get to. This um, Halloween one. Yeah, <laughs> this one, this it's going to happen this year. Um, it's happening. Yeah, like, uh, this is a perfect standalone, having not watch this anything any kind of series like mm-hmm. i think it helps a little bit because they don't go into like it's only four issues they could have done there's could have been two three more issues you, you could have chronicled the whole thing but i, I prefer yeah. it like this i think this was a great way mm-hmm. to do it okay and it makes me very curious how the next ones are gonna go we know like we've talked about the creatures coming mm-hmm. uh, i say it's a guarantee frankenstein or the bride or both are coming mm-hmm. so i'm very curious to see how this continues because it's a cool idea Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and we were talking about, I, I think we talked about this offline, but the Creature from the Black Lagoon is a sequel to the movie. Right. Um, which is interesting. Uh, whereas this, the Dracula feels like a, like a, it's not a sequel. It's a retelling of the story, um, mm-hmm. Dracula. So sort they're of. not doing them the same way. They're not working in the same uh, vein. It's just like, hey, guys, if you, if you have a story to tell about the Universal Monsters, Tell that story, whichever whichever mm-hmm. whichever way you want to take it. So I think that's a really interesting um, way to do it. Yeah, it's good to let the creators kind of do what they want to do. You know, they have a certain way they want to tell. Let them do it. I think that's that's a really big deal too. Mm-hmm. It's not like these characters are beholden to anything specific. You can do what you want with them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's childhood going to get ruined here. <laughs> yeah, that, that that and that's a fair thought. You know, we're talking about you know, um, you know, a Joker that we were just talking about Barry Keoghan, where his face is all cut up and he's very different from what we know. Mm-hmm. Like, what do people really know? Who are reading comics? I would say know about 1939 Bela Lugosi Dracula. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if there. Then there's been so much Dracula since then, different, very different versions of Dracula um, than than what we've seen from Bela Lugosi. So yeah, it's. I think there's. They have. You can take liberties if you want. You can. You can do a take. I think. Yeah, and not a. Well, I think you can do a take with any character, of course, but some characters throughout literary history and, and just even comic books and stuff, you know, I think people are more accepting of takes depending on the character, but you can do a take with anything and anyone. And if it's good, it's good. It's in a little stick. Mm-hmm. And I think that with horror characters specifically, they're constantly reinvented. Yes. You know, just like comic books. I mean, every comic book writer and artist bring their own take. So with mm-hmm. the case of horror, every director and writer bring their own take. It just happens. Yeah. And not every take is going to hit for everybody. Nope. Um, yeah, so we've got the the hardcover edition coming out. You sent that to me um, a couple of days ago. That's coming out in May. That's yeah. going to be a day. That's I got to find that as soon as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm it's going to look incredible in hardcover. I, I like. I like that you got some of the singles. I wish I early on got some of the singles because it sold out very quickly um, at my comic shop. I, I can't find them um, anymore. But yeah, the hardcover. I think it's going to look great. I think so too. I'm pretty excited for that. Mm-hmm. But I, I mentioned I want to start collecting this year, so yeah, nice. that is a hardcover I want. Well, yeah, that's that seems fair. Like you know, you're not you don't have to collect everything in the world, but you no, know, the story, certain stuff. Pretty simple. Certain stuff I just want. Hmm. Hmm. Are we got any comments to bring up there, Chris? Anything to talk about? I think we're just listening, listening to us drone on about stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that seems fair. That that sounds that sounds like us. Yeah, usually. What are you looking mm-hmm. forward to this week? Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Uh, comic books. We got Somna number two coming out this week. Yeah, we're gonna get that. Um, that is not always the case, Eric, but most of the time it is. <laughs> what? Well, I think that is the case. Is that no. not the case? You Most won't watch. You won't watch or read anything if it's vampire related. No, there's stuff I won't watch. I don't believe. Like that. I, I've done my time watching enough B movies. Like I know. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> I've done my time. I've done my. <laughs> I time. put my time in. <laughs> my, I, I've done it. I'm, I'm finished with that. <laughs> Um, yeah okay so somna number two is out this week we got uh not much really there's a kid cuddy book that moon man have you heard about that one no what's that uh, let's see if i can bring up the thing here uh yeah superstar kid cuddy makes his comic debut uh, ba, 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 ba. roman is ready for a quiet life whatever went wrong in that failed moon mission Whatever happened in the missing minutes, the cameras didn't capture. All he really wants is to settle down back home. But those missing minutes held on an earth-shattering secret. With all eyes turned on him, Roman will soon find himself become something the world has never seen before. So that quite ominous, um, but it's a comic book written by Kid Cudi. So if that kind of gets you excited. 
It doesn't, but I like the way it sounds. <laughs> uh, and then we got the Devil That Wears My Face number four. Uh, yes. That's out this week. Very excited for Touch that. Up on that. Mm, yeah, that's it for comic books. So kind of a slower one. Um, watch. Like yeah, so I'm going to try and get Aquaman two and Killers of the Flower Moon. What's that? There's a burst of comics at the start of the month. I think now we're getting what's left. Although Somna two, I think, is one of the bigger um, mm -hmm. titles that's coming. Uh, Ian says Moon Man is one of my most anticipated. I'm a how do you pronounce that? Kid Cuddy? Kid Cuddy. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> great music. I strongly recommend Intergalactic. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll read that. Not because of the guy, but I. it sounds interesting to me. You love those issue number ones, Chris. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes they work. Sometimes I read more. <laughs> I've read <no> <laughs> You know, we should, I really want to track down rare flavors because, like, I know we mentioned this, yep. but it's something we yep. would probably like. It's Ron B. There so, should be no reason that we're not reading, and I'm really not sure why we aren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we should try it. I think is I got to see how uh, how close it is to being done. I, mean, I think it's about a restaurant or something. I don't know what it's about. I'm assuming restaurant because it's called Rare Flavors. Uh, okay, so the, the 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 whole thing for the the covers discover the tantalizing tale of Ruben Bakish, a demonic rock shah with a down to earth dream of being the next Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, food. So I don't know. He does a bunch of things. Um, so the first trade comes out in August. Issue number five comes out in April. So I don't know if that's the ending of it. There's just one issue left without the money. Yeah, so it's only got five issues. Uh, fifth issue is everything in April. I do like cannibals. Yeah. I don't see anything about cannibals in here. They're probably hiding it. Maybe. So, yeah. Uh, first issue was September, second, October. The third was in December. Then it's on a break till February, and then a long break until April. So it's got a very strange release schedule coming as Ron B does. Well, he's busy with Detective, too, so I get it. He's busy doing lots of things, that's for mm -hmm. sure. He's a busy dude. Busy, busy. Yeah, I, I think I might try to check that out this week. Okay. What are you going to add to your letterbox this week? Uh, you know, on Twitter, I saw our buddy Grabs talking about a movie called Yesterday, that Beatles movie. Right. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago that we should probably get around to try and watch that because I think, yeah, we were talking about the Beatles for some reason. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get to that mm -hmm. this week. Um, nice. That I might get to Aquaman too, but I will see. I really don't care. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Wow. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a movie this week that I wanted to see in theaters, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Lisa Frank this time, but that's next week. Oh yeah, you got the you got your tickets all sorted out for that, eh? Yep. Oh, Argyle. That's what I want to see this week. Oh yeah, that's that's your that yeah, you should love that movie. Yeah, I think I don't I'm know why. I watched the trailer for that and I'm like, this is gonna love this movie. It's got yes. Spies in it. It's got Henry Cavill in it. Like, what's going on here? There's a cute cat. It's got Sam Rockwell. That's right. And Boy George does the, the song for it, I'm there. Oh, geez. That's, yeah. Just keep adding to the Christmas. Oh, yeah. And Matthew Bond. Is it, is it, I'm going to love this film. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, I just realized I watched 10 films in three nights at the Sundance Film Festival. 
God, I love 90-minute movies. <laughs> That's a lot of movies, Eddie. That's too many movies in three nights. Yeah, like what you like. <laughs> I don't know if I would retain any knowledge from them, though. If I'm watching 10 movies, exactly. I would think they blend together. Yep. That wouldn't happen for me. Ian says, yesterday is a fun watch. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. But when is the Deadpool 3 trailer, Phil? Phil, focus. <laughs> when is the Deadpool trailer? <laughs> when is the Super Bowl? Is that that's in two weeks? The 11th. I think it's the 11th. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, next week is the 4th and then the 11th. Yeah, so it's the one where everyone else is watching the Super Bowl. Volume 3, I guess is what we'll call That's it. That's right. <laughs> Volume 3, exactly. <laughs> for the third year in a row. All right. All right, Chris. Uh, that's it for the show tonight. Uh, where can people find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris 70 You can also follow the podcast I do with my buddies Phil Walsh and Anthony Caruso over at DC Unlimited Pod on Twitter. And as always, I would love it if you follow this show at G of the Geeks. Emma is better with the rest of the plug, so he will take over. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you show choose at Emmett Davis 7 Gathering of the Geeks. Please follow, like, subscribe, comment, whatever you guys want to do. But make sure you let people know about Gathering of the Geeks and where they can find it. It's on podcast uh, platforms and on YouTube. Uh, just search Gathering of the Geeks and uh, you'll find us all right there. Thanks to Eric Zetti. Phil and Phil, uh, Ian, Cookie. Is that everybody? Carlos is with us for a second. Uh, Carlos, uh, thanks so much for watching on this another fine Sunday evening. Um, and for saying all that, uh, next week we are going to be uh, switching our show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that uh, switching our show um, from the Sydney uh, Sweeney Stan account. We're going to be switching it to the Taylor Swift uh, Stan account, trying to get some more of those viewers. Uh, everybody. So uh, show up again next week just to see what happens. It'll be exactly the same amount of Sydney Sweeney content as there was or it's going to be the exact amount of Taylor Swift content as there was uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney content uh, this week. Uh, so when saying all that, for Chris and I'm Emmett and we gather on Sundays. Have a good week, guys. <laughs>